Every time I'm going to get in the shower, I hear somebody just be like, you're just like shooting, <laughs> shooting mucus everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to start bringing sandals. Scotch. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 squared of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the launcher of servers. I'm Sam and I'm the Easter Bunny. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is April Tooth 2018. Before we get started, we have a warning. Anything that could happen on this show, we're going to talk about stuff that children should just not be privy to. Mm -hmm. They're not ready yet. They're not. They're just not prepared. They need to to bake a little longer first. Mm -hmm. Yes. Bake in their childlike innocence. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally in an oven. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the news. Okay. Studio news. This past week, we are on a boat. Yes. Go, we're going down Refactoria River. Mm-hmm. We've yes. talked about Refactoria, I think. Once it's a twice. place. It's a place where you go to make things better. Mm-hmm. Uh, refactoring is the programming term for basically. It's sort of like when you write when you write a paper and you're like, I got to revise this shit because it is terrible. Mm-hmm. No, yep. it doesn't make sense. It's incomprehensible. My paragraphs are backwards. You know, all that normal stuff that happens right. when yep. you write. I have, a, I have a typo in this one spot and that somehow destroys the entire paper. Right. Yep. So yep. that's the kind of stuff that you got to do in, in refactory. We're talking about how it's kind of a place between heaven and hell. We can't figure out what the word is for I think that. it's called earth. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Because <laughs> um, you're going to get real good stuff out of it, but it's just kind of sucks. Yeah. So yep. we went to... We went to Jadisi, you know, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And last week was a good reflection week, I think. Yeah. Um, we spent a lot of time just kind of digesting. And we're also working on coming up with some new studio principles. Which Are we, are we talking about them? We're not going to talk about no. them yet. But I want to, I'm teasing. I'm teasing for the okay. next mm-hmm. sure, yeah. next week. You know, it's kind of a cliffhanger. Gotcha. Sort of a, I think cliffhangers go at the end, though. Yeah, I did a bunch of reading about how to do podcast good. Right. And they and, said. And you put, put your cliffhangers in the beginning. Put your cliffhanger at the beginning. Right. Keep them guessing. Uh-huh. Is it going to come toward the end of the episode? No, it's coming next week. But, but they don't but know now that. They, but now they do know they that. They don't know. Oh, that's, okay. the, that's the secret. Okay. <laughs> so, Bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, so so some of the things that happened at GDC, mm-hmm. which we will be talking about in future episodes, more cliffhangers, just throwing those out there, <laughs> uh, have caused us to have to, uh, to have to rethink some of our programming approaches to our current project, Levelhead. Mm-hmm. So... We got to rework a bunch of things, and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, so refactoring is just it's going back and doing some editing, you know, maybe cleaning up stuff, just doing it better. Um, and it's it tends to be, it's very fun. I feel like afterward, there's like a smug satisfaction that comes on. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the same as editing something you wrote. It's yeah, like when you that. clean all the shit out of your closets. Yeah. yeah. And you throw it in a big pile, and then you just burn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then While you're doing it in there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So just it's just better now. Mm-hmm. There's less of it. It's all better. You get yeah. those, like... To get those mothballs out of there, mm-hmm. throw away the clothes that have had moths eat them, because I guess that's the thing that moths. How did do. moths even I've get in I've never seen this. I haven't either. Happen. I feel is mo- are mothballs a scam? They this feel like this might be a scam. Why would moths eat expensive clothes? That's I don't question. know. How are they even getting in there? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. None of this makes any sense. All right, let's talk about battle royale. Okay, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's in Crashlands now. Yeah, we got we, a patch coming. Yep, battle we. Not only do we have multiplayer, we actually removed the core game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pulling a Fortnite. Yep. And we're just, yep. it's Battle Royale all the time, yep. 24-7. But the way we're going to do it is actually the circle expands from the center out. Yeah. So yeah. it's just and everybody's constantly whoever, bigger. Yeah. And whoever gets the fewest kills yeah. 
actually wins. So, so your best bet like is just a, to stand around. It's sort of like an anti-battle royale. Yeah, everybody starts dead, and then you have to try to revive each other, mm-hmm. right? And so you're so you're trying to run away from people who are trying to revive you. Problem is, you're dead and they're dead. Yeah, so they the problem can't is revive, can revive anybody. And you can't run. Yeah. It's a very complicated game. I'm pretty sure it's going to make about $120 million. It's going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, as Fortnite and PUBG have shown... If you just put Battle Royale on it, you can just make infinite money. Speaking of, so uh, I was given given this pro tip, a little hot tip actually from uh, one of our longtime listeners, Randy, who sent a note and said, hey, look at this uh, ice fishing Battle Royale game. Not even kidding. So there's an ice fishing game on, I think it's called Ice Fishing Simulator or something like that. And you go out and it's, you know, they do like accurate topology for under the lakes and stuff. It's really cool. It looks like actually a really cool fishing sim. And then they put on a battle royale mode. So now you play it multiplayer where uh, there's you a, drop in from a, I don't know if you drop in. I don't know if they did that. <laughs> I mean, you drop your lure in. That's it. To I mean, a hole, you know, you know, isn't fishing kind of a battle royale. It is. Anyways, so they just, they're constantly shrinking the circle and you have to catch as many fish as possible. Uh, like, you know, in that until the, the timer runs out by keeping it. Can you catch other players with your fishing pole? I don't think you can, but there are bears. I've seen bears. There's bears. So bears I'm not sure. Haven't tried it, but it was very amusing that someone managed to, to sort of, you know, take that concept and just just blanket apply it. You know, to what an would ice be dope game. as hell hmm. if it was a battle royale game where one person is the fisherman and ninety nine people are bears, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to catch as many fish as you can. Ooh, here's another game that isn't actually yeah. battle royale. But as I was thinking about it, what if you were a game where it was multiplayer? Uh huh. Right? And some people play sort of like Left 4 Dead. So there's special infected, which in this case are the fishermen. Mm-hmm. And then there's fish. Then there's like the survivors, which are the fish. And so you play, if you're playing as a fish, uh, you have to actually see the way a fish does, right? So it's in VR, right? Uh-huh. And you can only see to either side. You can't right. see in front of you. And you're also, it's blurry as fuck because you're a fish and you got really shitty vision. Mm-hmm. Do they have bad vision? I mean, presumably, because they're fish, you know, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. They got those little tiny weird fucking eyeballs. They don't know? even have eyelids. <laughs> they don't even have eyelids. Yeah. It's so like, how, how, can how you well see? could you how see? How can you see? Yeah. <laughs> Can't even blink. Yeah. Their eyes are probably got like itchy shit on them all the time. Yeah, they're like, kind of in a saline like, solution at all times. They are, but there's leeches in that saline solution. Except for stuck to those ocean eyeballs. fish, which are in a salty burning solution mm-hmm. at all times. That's mm-hmm. true. It's not good on your eyeballs. It's not good. Yeah, so, so now this is the setup, right? Okay. And then as a fisherman, you're trying to change, you're trying to get the right bait and hit the right depth and stuff to try to catch these fish. And as a fish, you can't tell for sure if anything you're looking at is some tasty morsel versus mm-hmm. an actual lure. Know, hooked lure device. And so you are playing a survival game where you have to eat to stay alive. Mm-hmm. But anything you eat might be a fisherman's lure. I like it. Asynchronous and multiplayer is super hot right now. Yeah. To get on there. Yeah, it is. Hmm. And this is a VR game. The VR, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So this this is a good way to get over the kinds of motion sickness problems that people have is yeah. point their eyes in two completely yeah. different directions. <laughs> All problem solved. And, and make everything blurry and put them in an incomprehensible mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. I feel like that's really going to really gonna take care of that. Yeah. That but if we do it, then we can do it sort of, you know, uh, Battle Royale style so that. We cover that, and then we have to introduce blockchain somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put now, the fish on the blockchain. Yeah, fish yeah. on the blockchain. Yeah, actually, as a fisherman, or you, you put your lures. You're, on the yeah, as a fisherman, you're you're, you're casting a blockchain. You're casting blockchains into right. the. We all know how it works. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go into you're detail. Catching tech investments from the deep. Yeah. Frigid yeah. So waters. this is. Uh, I think we pitched this. You know, I think uh, that's some good. That's some good dough right I think there. We do okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Stock Sam. Price going up. You wanted to talk about Twitch streamers. Okay, what is going on? So Twitch. So everyone is very excited because Fortnite has been blown up on Twitch, okay? And it's overtaken basically every game as far as total streamers. And there's also a few people who have sort of risen with it. So one of them named Ninja is the guy's name. 
who apparently is a very family friendly streamer. That's why everybody likes him. So until then, until so he just he just dropped just just dropping like it was falling out of his backpack a racial slur the other day. Uh, in his defense, he said he was he was rapping, which he was. I mean, you see it on the video. So he wasn't like yelling it at a person, which is usually what happens at Twitch. So this guy sort of rises up, and then this happens. And then there's this other guy who's, uh, I believe, one of the sort of casters for uh, a lot of CS:GO tournaments, Counter Strike, and stuff like that. And and he had a birthday stream. Okay, so it's like his birthday party, and apparently got drunk, and then was just like a horrible person on Twitch as well. So told some people to kill themselves, racial slurs. All this stuff. Nice, and I'm nice. just like, so every time you see one of these people rise up, literally within, like, it's a you set a timer. PewDiePie. It's like a three-week <laughs> timer. And then you just wait for them to, to do one of these things. And I'm I'm just wondering, like, what? So I guess maybe it's it going like, on. those things were always there. Nobody noticed before. And then they rise up and they're like, oh, crap, people are actually paying attention to me. I better be on my best behavior. Uh-huh. But then, of course, people can only behave for a few weeks. Right. And then it just comes right back. Yeah, but well, if, if you're recording yourself just nonstop, you know. Yeah, and seems like you a know, bad move in general. Seems like a bad move in general. But you know, we all we all have stupid ideas that we slowly shed as we move into adulthood. Though well, being on the internet, well, them, the thing but. is, being on the internet reduces your ability to shed. You become like a snake stuck in this skin that won't mm. come off. That's just making you eventually explode. It's real right. gross. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's disgusting. Uh, I can't remember what's going with that. Got, got lost in that metaphor. You were talking about how. People are snakes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Millennials, snake people. Snake people. Yeah, it all, it all makes sense. It all comes forward. Right. So my, my question is because I think this it really casts a, it's a, it sort of puts this big question in the air to me about, about Twitch or about just the general streaming celebs or YouTube celeb phenomenon, which is that these people don't necessarily have handlers for one. Right. So actually like a lot of celebrities, usually you have like a person with you. Well, and the things they PR produce person. are often edited. And they actively not. avoid yeah. things that won't be edited. Yeah. 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 You're talking about yeah. actors? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 So you're Celebs. in a position where, where you're a celebrity, but you don't actually have necessarily much control over your, uh, I guess, unfiltered self. Well, and you're a celebrity because you got famous by being on the internet a lot. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of, which is a, that's, oh, a, that's rough. That's you know? true. Yeah. Because you were I mean, shaped by your environment. Yeah, you were born shaped in the darkness. Right. <laughs> it would be like being, it would be like as if you were born. Yeah. Actually, yeah. If you, It's basically like being Bane. You're Bane. You're just yeah. Bane. And like, look, look what he Look what did, he got. You know? I mean, he was very, <laughs> he broke the Batman's back. Yeah, he did. You know? But he was also kind of, he was very likable while he was doing, he could like kind of get behind him a bit, you know, but on mm-hmm. the other hand, he he's still got a, was he's got a weird voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cool mask. Yeah. He, it's he, very similar to Twitch streamers, actually. He uh, captured an airplane. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But eventually he blew up the Super Bowl or something. I don't remember and what then, he did. He did some things. I don't know. And then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my, my bigger question here is I think, uh, it, to me, it points to this really interesting sort of problem that I think Twitch is just seems like it's going to have, which is that so the the celebrities that they end up you know getting because of how the, the platform works uh, are not a regular unfiltered. Yeah, folks. they're just regular unfiltered people, and they don't and they they I think principally don't have a some any sort of blockage or filtering mechanism given to them. And I know that there are the thing that's been confusing about this is I I'm pretty sure on one of the streaming panels that I watched a long time ago at like any PopCon or something else, someone was talking about how you can set like a two minute delay and then you can like hit a button. So if you accidentally let out a racial epithet or something, you could hit a button and be like, oh, let me just not have that go onto the stream real quick. 
and then restart it. And maybe, like, oh, maybe stop using those kinds of words. Technical glitch <laughs> forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need to do both. I yeah. mean, you can protect <laughs> yourself in the present while you're working on your better self, you know? Um, but I do wonder if it just sort of, yeah, is this just going to keep, it's just, just going to be well, a thing. There's a problem because, happening. because the question is, why do people go to Twitch? And it's because of the, the interaction. With mm-hmm. the with the streamer, which right. I don't really quite comprehend. If there's five hundred thousand people watching your stream and they're just throwing utter nonsense and garbage into your chat, I'm not quite sure the quality of that interaction. But it does exist, mm-hmm. sort of in a the general sense. general sense, right? <laughs> so the fact is, as a streamer, you want to reduce that delay as much as possible. It's true. Like you don't want to have a five minute lag time because people won't watch your stream because they'll type something and then you'll just sit there for five minutes and not respond. Well, this right? is also the problem with the whole stream sniping thing, right? Because there were there were those people that were getting banned from various games because it kept on going into people's streams and then sniping them because they could just tell where they were. So it's like, it was like the old problem of uh, screen watching. Yeah. It's just now a hundred thousand people can screen watch. Right. And, uh, and the response on behalf of, uh, of like the companies and the players and stuff were like, just, just introduce the, the lag. Right. Because mm-hmm. then somebody doesn't know for sure where you are. And, and of course the person's response was exactly correct, which was, well, if I have that lag in there, then people can't see what I'm doing in real time and I can't interact with them in real time. Right. And so there's that weird drive that to have that again, mm-hmm. like I, I also don't understand the value of the interaction because of the reasons you already mentioned, but for whatever reason, <laughs> there's a strong drive that people have to make that very strange interaction be synchronous. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you don't have the opportunity to undo any mistake that you yeah. make. You just got to make them. You just got to, you, you got I mean, to make your bed and lie. Yeah. I think, I think probably a good approach for, you know, for people out there is to just be a better person first and then, then stream. start streaming. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, that's a very, it's a lot to ask. You got it's a pipe dream, you yeah. know? Yep. You know, but I think Adam, to your point about this is a, this is an interesting phenomenon that, that youths of today yep. have to deal with, which is, you know, when, when we're younger, mm-hmm. when we're growing up. We suck. Yeah, like, we do. People. You also just kind of suck all the time, truthfully. You, you suck know? all the time. You just try to suck a little less every yeah. day. That's right. But your younger life, self is your suck. Life self. is a journey about trying to be less bad, mm-hmm. you know? And you start out not knowing much and generally having opinions that are ill-informed mm-hmm. because you just haven't <laughs> met enough people. You don't know enough. And... Uh, the problem with, you know, growing up with access to Facebook or YouTube, you know, you see people like as soon as they turn 13, they're like, it's time to start on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Right. And they just start broadcasting everything about their lives, which then puts them in the awkward position of having all of that stuff publicly available forever. Right. You know? Yeah. Which for us, I think Facebook appeared around the time. I was me, in college. Yeah. For me, it was, I think, my first semester in college. So I, I'd gotten past much of the much of the garbage of youth mm-hmm. by the time I got there. But it was, I, like, I still have a bunch of stuff that I'm, you know, I regret tremendously <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah. having happened uh, yeah. publicly. Unfortunately, but I then, thought was a great idea yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately by now you wouldn't do that stuff anymore. Like if you have an idea that you're like, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't post this on here. Then you also take the next step and think, Ooh, maybe this is just a thing I shouldn't believe. Right. And then you can go work on yourself without ever having posted it into a public sphere. Mm-hmm. But when you're as a younger self, you know, you're just you're gonna say a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Now, now it's just now it's just there. Yeah. Well, let me forever. ask you this though. Hmm. This easy access to to public forums as a young person, does this potentially push people into echo chambers earlier in life? So if you if you yeah. are are a youngster you're 15 or something and you post some horrible thing on the internet because you don't know any better yet. Mm-hmm. 
uh, there's basically two possible outcomes. You know, one is you get attacked and another is you get validated. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there's tons of other terrible people out there who will validate that view. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're going to gravitate toward the people who validated your opinion and just assume that the people who attacked you. YouTube comments are radicalizing our youth. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably a fair statement. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's likely. All right, All right. Cool. Well, we solved that. So well, one we last. We didn't solve it, but we identified. We the identified it. It's there. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> uh, one final thing we want to talk about before we get on to some questions is uh, Sam and I were musing last week that that we've started using this phrase in the studio mm-hmm. that has become universally applicable to all situations, and we wanted to share it with you guys. The phrase is, "You just got to get in there." Mm-hmm. You just got to get in there. This is especially important during our week of refactoring everything because it's, it's hard work that you don't necessarily look forward to doing. But you just got to get in there. <laughs> you just got to so, get in there. So here's the thing. This, this phrase, is, it's, it has exactly the parts that it needs to be the universally applicable motivational phrase. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Let's break it down. All right. So you... Right. That's obvious. It's all about you. You got to do it. You're responsible for it. Yeah. You're the person of agency in this scenario. Yeah. Nobody else is involved. It's not, Mm -hmm. we just got to get in there. It's not, they just got to get in there. You You. just got to get in there. No bystanders here. That's right. All right. Now just don't overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's that magic J word that says, don't fucking worry about it. Mm -hmm. You just just get in there. You just got to get in there. There's (laughs) no more to it than that. Mm -hmm. You just got to get in there. Okay. Gotta. There's no choice here. If you want something to happen, mm-hmm. you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta get in there. It's required, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't keep being out here. Nope. You, you gotta, gotta get, get in, in there, there. Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So then get, we don't care how you do it. You could walk in there. You mm-hmm. could jog in there. Mm-hmm. You could go in there. You just got, you got It's just get. all about moving that location from out here yeah, to get in there. It's just sort of that, it's get. just that amorphous verb you need get. to get in there. You gotta get in there, uh-huh. right? And then the last piece is, of course, in there. Mm-hmm. Which is could be anywhere, could be anywhere, but it's definitely not out here, right now. which is where you currently are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which is the wrong spot, the wrong place uh-huh. to be, because you just gotta get in there. Yep. Uh huh. And then you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so if ever you're facing a problem in life, you just gotta get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kept on repeating this uh, to one another <laughs> after we're running into these stupid problems. Someone's like, oh man, like I'm really struggling with this bug. It's like, well, shut up. You just got to get in there. Uh Fix it. Where is it? You got to get in there. You got to get in there. Where it is, get it. If you're like, you know, I'm the father of a teenage son and I feel like we're just not connecting. connecting. You just got to get in there. Mm -hmm. Play some Minecraft. You just got to get in there. Be a dad. (laughs) Watch Markiplier. Go to their football games or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to get in there and be present, you know? Just gotta get in there. You want to learn something? Just gotta get in there. Go get, get a book. Get, get a in book. that book. Get in there. Get in that book. Uh-huh. You just gotta get in there. It's true. Well, so, <laughs> so on Sunday, I was approaching uh, right in the next the next Ballyhoo Ballyhoo number two, which is our newsletter going out. And you know, I, the last one took quite a bit of time to put together, and so I, I made an outline for it, and then I was kind of tinkering away. But I just, you know, I hadn't really gotten in there yet. You hadn't gotten in and there. And this kind of was bummed but me out. you gotta. On Saturday, yeah. So, <laughs> so on Saturday night, I made a plan. I was like, all right, Sunday morning, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have my bag packed. I'm just going to get up. As soon as I wake up in the morning, no matter what time it is, I'm just going to go to the cafe. Just going to get in there. Yeah, I'm just going to get in there. And so, and I did. Just booted up the computer and I just got in there. You just got in so there. Just opened the dock and then just started working on it. And the funny thing was within 10 minutes of working on it, 
I was in there. You were in there. And, I was and now, that you're, now that you're in there, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because you're already in there. It's like now. getting into a pool. You it know? really like, is. The water's always just not comfortable. But yeah. you just got to get in there. <laughs> That's that it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. The best way to enter into a pool is to leap into it. Yeah. If you do that just slow tiptoe, oh God, get in there. Up. Don't make a big deal yeah. about it. Just got to get in there. <laughs> okay. So hope, Qu- guys, quit it. Yeah. You just got to get in there. I hope, uh, <laughs> this, maybe this apply to someone. This you know, week. If, yeah, this week, you know, if you were thinking about the struggles of life and things that you want to accomplish, just quit, just, think about just, it. quit, just got to get in there. Mm-hmm. You just got to get in there. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on to some questions. Let's, <laughs> Let's get talk. into some questions. <laughs> All right, these questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. So if you'd like to get your question on a future episode, get over there, put your question in the text box, and hit the submit button. Just, get in, there. just get in there. You just got to get in there. First question comes from Duckmaster. Is coffee the source <laughs> of all life? Mm. No, because coffee beans are alive, and that would be weird. If we all evolved from coffee beans? Well, that would mean coffee beans would have to evolve from themselves. Which, of course, is impossible. That so, is a good... I don't see any counter-argument. All right, that. cool. Next question comes from I Am Cade. Would you ever do a recap podcast episode? For example, funniest moments of the first 50 episodes or top 10 most ridiculous ideas from the first 50 episodes. Stuff like that. That'd be cool, but I wouldn't do it. The, an enormous amount of work would be required because mm-hmm. somebody would have to listen to all 140 existing hours and of the podcast. Make that value judgment. Yeah. About the top 10 blah. So I got a solution. Somebody else can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So if you're a listener and you're like, I <laughs> want this to happen, maybe if your name is I am Cade uh-huh. and this is something you want to see. Just clip happen, together, send it to us. It's good. Maybe we'll put it on the official yeah, podcast. Because finding the top 10 moments from the first 50 episodes would take something like 50 hours mm-hmm. just to find those moments. Yep. Then you got to, you got to get in Clip there. Mm-hmm. Although that part <laughs> would be relatively easy. Clipping's fast too. Yeah. yeah. Well, like in there, actually, cause you got to download everything. You got to open it up in an audio program. You got to find the right spot. You got to clip it. You got to yeah. stitch it together. You got 50 clips. You got to stitch together. Yeah. That's going to suck. In yeah, every hard dimension. Hard we pass. do. We do. However, have the first, 60 episodes, I believe, of all the intros. Oh, yeah. together that I think, I think Patrick. Is it on SoundCloud? It's on SoundCloud, yeah. Do we? It's not, I don't think it's, it's not, on SoundCloud. It is. It's not through the RSS feed. Oh. So it's not it's on there? Like Are you that. sure it's on there? Yeah. So sure. we did that, and then we're like, people don't need to see this. I can't remember. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what happened. I can't remember why we didn't actually use it. I think because we were like, this is really weird. I don't know, but we now have almost 150 of these bizarre intro sequences mm-hmm. yeah that would be easy those are a lot easier to get at because they're right there yeah they're right there at the beginning mm-hmm. you still gotta download 150 things open each one take the first part this is one of those examples of like the, the amount of meta work required to actually do the work is so huge it's not like the work is hard it's just a huge chore that's right pick it all up yeah so if somebody does want to do that and just like send us the mp3 we'll put it up Go there, we'll the, put problem, it up there. <laughs> the problem is it also has to be really good yeah mm-hmm. so don't send us garbage yeah or we'll throw it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question comes from my secret weapon. In past episodes, you've talked about submitting talks to things like Jadisi. 
they'd get shot down. Most of which sounded really interesting and potentially super informative. They were both of those. They were really just super good. (laughs) Probably our best work, frankly. Yeah. The the best part of it was that we didn't have to actually write the talks before we. Yep. We just we got to be idea people. We're just like, here's my idea, and it's seriously so good, Mm -hmm. such a good idea. Yep. Would you ever consider doing some of the talks in house anyway as a YouTube series or something? Had we actually made them? Yes. No, well, also, even then. I don't know. <laughs> so actually, here's here's interesting uh, interesting point. So we have this patch dirt out back in my house. We call it the dirt patch. It's called a dirt patch. Uh, <laughs> this dirt patch uh-huh. took me like 20 hours of digging to make because I had to rip up the sod, which turned out to be a lot of work. Probably should I like this. Probably should have gotten like one of those tillers. This is like you know? a fable. I should have gotten a fable. Okay, so... So I got this dirt patch back there, and last year he we, was Paul Bunyan in it. We <laughs> Bunyan in it. <laughs> I was Bunyan in it. He's Bunyan in it. It's that so dirt patch. Last year we planted vegetables in this dirt patch. The rabbits proceeded to eat basically all the vegetables, aside from like four jalapenos and one squash. Okay, so that was a huge amount of effort because you forgot to put up the twelve-inch fence. Because apparently, despite the fact that rabbits are known for jumping, <laughs> they, don't they jump. will not jump over. A they won't jump fence. to get food. They'll jump to get away, but not to get. So food. this explains uh, those games where your character can't jump and you run across a pebble. It's basically, and a you're like, "Well, this yeah. is an impassable terrain. I yeah. can't. You're essentially yeah. a rabbit. I can't." So yeah, apparently you can do that, but then you have to. Then you have to do that, right? So now you got to get yeah. this chicken wire thing. Then you got to protect that. your investment. And I actually went. I went to the the depot of homes. And I found a roll of this chicken wire, and it was like expensive, and it was huge. I, you know, I have a tiny little plot. Tell me, you don't need nine hundred and thirty-six feet exactly. of chicken wire? <laughs> the huge rabbits, you know, just giant rabbits. Yeah. Did you try just sticking some stakes in the ground, and then just buying some just like wire, you know, just wrapping it around there? No. Or even better, a box of razor blades. We <laughs> just put barbed wire just around. Put, make your own barbed wire. Okay. Put you it just around put your some, You put some signs around your vegetables that says, "Come on." Come on, Red. <laughs> so, like, I worked really hard on this. So, this year, now, you know, it's springtime. Spring is coming. And well, we're still having, Yeah, we're still having some cold snaps here in St. Louis. It literally snowed today. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were looking out this weekend. We saw, like, all this green stuff coming up out of our yard. Like, that's all going to die. Like, Fuck yeah. And then today, I, as I left as I left coming outside, it was all just encased in ice. Yep. So, I guess so that's St. Louis does this thing where it just, it just chooses a random season depending on the day. So, yesterday was winter. Uh... It was spring. It's going to yeah, be in the 60s prior. tomorrow. So tomorrow will be. Yeah. Our, our seasons summer. just mean it's more likely to be a summer like day. <laughs> if you're in the middle of summer. It's a weighted dice roll for the <laughs> situation. But you're so still. You don't sometimes roll. we roll a, a D1 and it just snows <laughs> in yeah, July. We don't, for no we don't roll on a temperature. We roll on what season it's mm-hmm. going to be. Yeah. So I was talking to my wife yesterday and I was like, you know, we should get this garden planted again soon. Like a couple weeks, right? Prime planting season. And we were talking about what we want to put in there. And she's like, maybe we shouldn't do vegetables because the rabbits will just eat all of it. So what if we did like a flower garden instead? Just have like a big plot of flowers just erupting out of the earth. Or protect your vegetables. Or protect vegetables. Yeah, you got to decide whether you want vegetables or, but also to be a rabbit murderer. But well, yes. Or- right. so, so here's, <laughs> I didn't want to do that. So, so I said, okay, you know, maybe I should go do that. So I plan like, okay, I'm going to go get some stuff to line the edge with. Mm-hmm. Because maybe the rabbits will hit it like a one pixel block and they won't be able to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah collision problem. So I was like, planting this out, like, I need a bunch of dirt, gotta get this stuff, uh, get the flowers, figure this out. And then and then Diana said, Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to water it every day during the summer too. Yeah. Cause it'll it just it doesn't rain anymore. Yeah. Cause suddenly yeah. It's, we're just in a desert and you just have to water everything every day. And she's like, Last year I spent actually like a considerable amount of time watering all those vegetables that never appeared because the rabbits ate all of them. 
And then we're talking about it. And I was like, you know, I never really thought about the fact that if I, if I plant this garden, now we have to water it. You got to do all kinds of shit. And it got to handle it for the next three or four months. And there's a high likelihood that something will just come and destroy it, whether it's a rabbit or a squash bug. And or people. Yeah. They're, they're also vegetable thieves. Well, they're basically, there's all these externalities that I had not considered. This is what Tyler Durden was talking about. Yeah. You know? you, the stuff you make or the stuff you own ends up owning you. Yeah, that's right. Right. And this is also why we need. That's why Tyler Durden didn't have a vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. But instead, he started a cult and had his cultists farm vegetables for him. Exactly. So, but going back to the question, <laughs> what was the question? The question. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's related, but I can't the remember. Question the question was whether we would. After creating creating these talks and submitting them, what do we, there we consider go. making YouTube? So here's the problem, because yeah, if we want to create a talk, so there's one thing to like write an article, right? We can write an article and just put it up on the blog. Yeah. But if you want to do it and make it look good, now you got to format it too, right? Mm. Take a little bit more time. And if you want it to actually be really good, then probably whoever did not write it will have to read it and edit it. You got to refactor it, right? Yeah. So now there's a lot of stuff going on. But if you want to do a YouTube video, have us give it a talk in the studio. Uh, are, there, are there slides involved? Are we just talking in front of the whiteboard? And you got, well, you got to write it out. Then you got to rehearse it several times. Mm-hmm. You got to make your slides or do whatever. You got to set up a tech. Mm-hmm. Then you got to edit it. Then you have to re-record it when you realize you'd fuck something up during the recording. Which happens every time. And you know what's not happening during all this? Level head development. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's a thing. There are there are times when there's something that looks really good, and I think you know in our in our early days we did a lot of things like this where we would say, that looks like a good thing to do. Let's go do it. Uh, having done a bunch of these now, and I feel like understanding what these externalities are for all these various activities, I'm very not inclined to do almost everything. And that plus, is not strictly <laughs> game development. Yeah, plus anything we do, no matter how awesome it is, the only feedback we're going to get is that it wasn't Crashlands 2, and That's therefore true. everyone is just We could even make Crashlands 3, and that's going to be a huge disappointment. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Because we skipped one. Yep. You know? Yeah. Never skipped Crashlands yep. 2. So the whole lesson is, if you plant a flower garden, now you got to defend it from giant rabbits. Now you got to become a you rabbit. you got to water it. Is that what you want? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you is want? What you- <laughs> I'm saying this as Sam has bitten the head off of a chocolate... <laughs> Off a chocolate rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) It is Easter time. It is. Yeah. Hmm. Think about it. Okay. So, so it's all about high leverage things. Well, no, the point is that if you want to plant a flower garden, it's not just the fact that you have a flower garden now. Like you have all of these other problems generated by your life is different now because you're a flower gardener. Correct. Because you made, you made this one thing of value and around that thing of value is a bunch of pieces of just shitty work, but this is what <laughs> but this is what robots are for, right? Because I don't have a I don't have a robot that can assassinate rabbits. Well, though. you well, don't yet. You don't yet because because this here, might here. drive me. <laughs> this might drive me to build because <laughs> because the problem was that you went right to the thing you wanted to solve right now, which was vegetables. gross vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go." get in there mm-hmm. without, but I'm not going to get anywhere else. I'm going to get in right there. And not, <laughs> yep. And you didn't explore the possible, you know, risk space of all of the horrible things. That sure. Could I did not read anything about playing. I went out there and I dug right. for like three, four hours, broke my back and then yeah. three seasons on the ground. But here's the thing. You just got in there. And that and was, that was the right move. Yeah. You learned about things. Cause now I learned, and now you know, about rabbits, you know, about, Murder. Vegetable thieves? You, know <laughs> you don't about, know about murder yet. You don't know tried. about, oh. yeah, you haven't tried murder, but you know it can say But I am now willing to. That <laughs> <laughs> is true. So now you know all of these things. So, so now when it comes to deciding this year, mm-hmm. don't make a vegetable garden, you could go down the path that you were going down, which is 
All of these things just happen. There's nothing we can do about it. Therefore, we should not waste our time making a garden. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, how do I build robots? Which, you know, is a metaphor for solve all of those problems. Get a sprinkler. Yeah. Sprinkler's kind of a Get a sprinkler sprinkler and some chicken wire. Put a a (laughs) 12-inch fence up. And now, actually, really, most of your problems are solved already. Basically, that's all I There's another option. (laughs) There's another option, which is... It seems like a lot of work. So there's there's this type of wizard who lives in the world who... They just make plants come out of the ground. Okay? Yeah. Mm. They've got all these insane contraptions mm-hmm. that they ride in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they, and have, they, they have spinning blades. They've got attached spinning to them. blades mm. and all kinds of crazy shit. And it's these like people, dope class to roll. These next people, time. they know how to just make millions of vegetables come out of the ground mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you talking about farmancy? Farmancers. <laughs> okay. So you could uniquely solve all these problems badly and basically ruin your summer because now you have to just murder rabbit after mm. rabbit and you just have blood on your hands what, all day long. What if a I lot take of lucky rabbit murder. paws though? Yeah. So I was gonna say, what if I take to the, the general exercise of murdering rabbits though? You know, then that's what a whole different thing. It becomes a know? calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dangerous. then you got then you got a whole new set of problems. Yeah, <laughs> that you got to work through. Uh, <laughs> but I do think there is. There so is, now you just you just go. So these these farm mancers, they've done the work. They mm-hmm. sent the they sent the veggies I out. There's a farm mancing bazaar. There's a whole market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can go reap the fruits of their labor, literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think well, there's an interesting point here though, which is that I do think there is value in doing the things that are kind of you know harder annoying. Like you, because you can offload everything to other people nowadays, right? If only, if only to learn how hard and annoying they are, or to rub it. No, I think I do think there's a value in like you know doing your own stuff from time to time. Have, having to is the annoying part. You know, not yeah. being able to have a choice because you have to grow vegetables because otherwise you have no vegetables. I was so relieved last year when it didn't rain the whole summer because I mowed my lawn three times and it mm-hmm. was that was it. Yep. It was great. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you luck out. Sometimes you do, but you never know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. But you won't know until you just get in there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so now I'm now I'm standing on this, you know, the fork in the road, and I'm like, do I just leave that hole in the ground in the backyard? Mm, yeah. Now you got a whole new problem. Now I got a dirt hole. Well, or, but, but you're not thinking of alternative solutions because one is goldfish pond. Well, actually, <laughs> that's a good one. I was going to take it a step further and say you've already started a hole. Carnival. Just keep going. Just keep digging. Mm. Just keep What's digging. down there? What Who knows? There? Could be some treasure. <laughs> could be a fucking... I've played Minecraft. Yeah. I there could be obsidian down yeah. there. Yeah. There, there probably is if you dig deep enough. Diamonds. Ooh, yeah. Gold. Just coal. Right. So yeah, so now your <laughs> farming experiment turns into a mining experiment. What are yeah. the rabbits that take your coal, though? That's my question. Moles. They're down there. Moles. Be I careful. They're, down they're there. big. Mole people. I know how games work. Anytime there's people. something of value, there's something that's going to take it from them. That's right. Yeah. Although usually they kill you to take it. Nothing ventured, nothing it. gained. High mm-hmm. risk, high reward. That's you right. dig that hole, <laughs> see what's down there. Be sure to anchor a rope to your house so that you can get it back out. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this also kind of makes me think of when we taught the class, mm-hmm. the game dev class, because we kind of realized, hey, that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, for 16 weeks, you got to keep going back there for some, like every mm-hmm. week you got to keep going for back hours. there. Yeah. For hours, tell people things. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Just you gotta to have them not listen. Then you got to evaluate them too, and you got to tell them to do better and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we we kind of were reflecting on that and we're like, you know, it'd be so much easier to now now that we've compiled this sixteen weeks worth of material to compile that into a book. Asynchronous. That's what it now is. Now people can read the book, and we don't have to keep going there every week. Yeah. I don't have to read the book to them, which is like we're going to a class. Right. Going right. to a class is just having somebody read a book to you. Yeah. 
so, but again, you know, we're not doing that yet because we got we're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Retro Banana Man NL. Hey, he said, "Hey, what's up? Uh, your moving game titles on the main screens are amazing, but how did you do it? I guess by programming. But yep, how does it still look good when it's tilted a bit?" I don't, even, I don't know. I'm going to rely on you to unpack this. Right. I don't know is this what. Is an aliasing question? It's an aliasing question. Yeah. So yeah. what? Let's back it up. What is aliasing? Aliasing. I don't really know. It's some kind of okay. wizardry. Basically, aliasing. It's all, guessing all, where the edge of a thing is and filling in pixels. Yeah. Well, the, so the idea it's is blurring that, the that your display is a bunch of pixels. Your art is a bunch of pixels. If you line those things up one to one, so every pixel in your art has a pixel on the screen, it looks exactly like God. Beautiful. Intended, right? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. But if you move it a bit so that now it's, if you like, especially if you rotate it. Yeah. If you rotate it a tiny bit, now there's exactly a zero to zero relationship between any of your pixels because they're not even squares anymore. Now they're diamonds. How they're do you diamonds. fit a diamond Oh, that's where the square. diamonds come from. <laughs> Have you tried rotating your hole? Have you tried I, rotating I, the hole? I'll try that. <laughs> So this one weird trick. So this is the problem is that you no longer have a one-to-one relationship between the hardware and the thing you're trying to display on mm-hmm. it, right? So aliasing basically says it's the computer going, I don't know what the fuck you are trying to do here. So I'm going to try to make this work. Mm-hmm. The computer's says, like, why would you rotate? Why would you do this to me? Yeah, uh-huh. Or if you shrink it or if you grow it or if you mm-hmm. translate it by a, a partial pixel or whatever, right? So now basically the computer has to say, all right, well, I just have to decide because it can only show pixels. That's mm-hmm. all it can do. So it's going to say, okay, I just have to infer what this pixel should look like given what this original image was and how this thing has been changed. Mm-hmm. And this is where aliasing comes in is basically it's the computer saying, okay, I don't actually have a value for this. So I'm going to compute one. I'm going to look around, look around at the other pixels and be like, okay, well, I'm like, I'm now a quarter of a pixel off. So I'm going to make this pixel on the screen, the color of the one that's right here. Plus times a, little bit of that a little bit of that one. or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, and so that's what aliasing is. And so that what this causes to happen is that, if a thing is not pixel perfect when you're displaying it, it's going to look like shit to some degree. Usually what you have is you have jagged edges. Jagged I edges. I pixel artists literally call them jaggies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You get these things. You got to like, go in there and you actually have to go fix them whenever you make your art because right. you can have too many of these sort of like little cliffs coming off of anything that's usually on a diet. Yeah. So basically jaggedness or blurriness. Those mm-hmm. are kind of the two consequences of, of aliasing mm-hmm. artifacts. So the way that you fix it is in Game Maker, there's a checkbox. <laughs> <laughs> this that, is actually serious. That yeah. says, interpolate colors between pixels. Which just which does a good job of turns on. Yeah, there's a, there's a term in, G, or in graphics rendering called anti-aliasing, mm-hmm. which you may see if you're a PC gamer and you open up your game and you go to the settings and they'll say anti-aliasing. And then they have a bunch of incomprehensible things down there. Yeah, but, it's like FX2AA, yeah. V-Shader, and Sync. You, yeah, yeah, and you just assume that the further down the list you go, the more good it is. Which may or may not be true. Gamer. Yeah, Who knows? But may the, may but the numbers true. get bigger. The so numbers get bigger that. and some of the letters change too. And that's how you know that things are good and different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so all that that does is then it just does the same thing as that game maker. Yeah, it's box. just it's just doing a better or worse job of of inferring what those pixels right. should be. Yep. But th- this all hinges on you having a lot of pixels in your image in the first place. Because if you got a tiny image with a small number of pixels, or if you have edges that are only like one pixel thick, then mm-hmm. you just can only do a shitty job. So right. the other part is is higher resolution. Higher resolution stuff is always going to work better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so actually, we actually we had this problem in in all of our in all of our assets on the edges of things because we had those those black outlines on mm-hmm. all of our art. Yeah, and so part of the part of our ink pump or ink bot pipeline that carries all the stuff from Sam's art files into the game 
actually does a round of treating all of those yeah, things. It's a very a small bit. blur. Yeah, it adds a little bit of a blur, adds a little bit of like extra color, sort of very transparent pixels to make it so that when Game Maker goes and does its aliasing, it just does a better job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing that Sam had to start doing, because we saw this in Crashlands, that anything that was perfectly straight and thin, you could actually see it. Like as it was moving up and down, you could see it flipping between one pixel thick yeah. and two pixels I think thick. you can see that on wooden walls still. Yeah. Can, there's there's still some stuff yeah. you can see it on. You'll see so it. Basically the, the line that goes around the outside of the object, the black line, will flicker a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, and the reason it's not quite thick enough, and so it's actually jumping between pixel locations. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the camera in Crashlands moves between pixels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the camera can, can exist at XY coordinate, you know, 6.09 or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which means the camera is making everything in the world blurry. Because even if like, even if that, uh, that wall is sitting at a nice, perfectly whole number rounded They're location, awesome. meaning it should look fine and crisp, mm-hmm. uh, the camera is in between pixels. So then that means so is everything else. Yep. So, yep. so don't, don't make your lines too thin. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the main thing. That just yep. don't do that. Yep. You're good. Yep. All right, next question comes from PS7Cho, Psycho, in Leet Speak. So, very Leet. Being people who test and learn, what are your thoughts on open development for Snuppies? Mm. Which was the original name of Scuffle Buddies. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, Open development, what even is it? So, open development is basically the idea. It's like like if you're a musician. Uh Uh-huh. And you said, okay, I want everybody to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. Because musicians make sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. You're a sausage musician. You're a okay. make sausage okay. music. Just follow along. Yeah, it's very yeah, complicated. Being a musician is unrelated to the sausage. <laughs> it's a it's hobby. It's just a hobby that you, <laughs> as we all know, every musician also has a hobby. You got to have a day job sometimes. Yep. So, <laughs> so uh, if you want to invite people to actually participate almost in a spectator-like fashion, Mainly in spectator. In fashion. the sausage making. In the making of the sausage, which you use to make music. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just slap in your sausage. <laughs> That's what it is. On drums or but something. I, I don't understand how music is made. So I believe <laughs> it's something I'm to do sure with it. Fat Bard can verify. Because, yeah. you know, they, I have It's very seen, messy. There's a lot of grease. An open development model like this. I don't know how it works. You've never, never seen how the sausage is never gotten makes music. in music. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so the big thing for, for Scuffle Buddies in particular was that we were trying to keep it under wraps because a big part of our problem with our development is that we move quick enough that the game shifts form almost constantly. Almost so, daily. Yeah. And especially a big game like Scuffle Buddies, it's still, I mean, even up to the point we got it to in December when we decided to start working on uh, Levelhead, even at that point, it had just sort of shifted into a completely new paradigm for how it operates. And so one of the problems that we have with open development is that it can lead to sort of like community problems because like we I don't, I don't necessarily want the community's opinion, which they will give freely whenever you show something about a system that we're putting in that we just got in the game and then how that's going to affect the whole thing because we don't even know if it's going to end up in there. And a big part of this with Crashlands is that we put in tons of systems and then either ripped them out or completely morphed them by the time the game launched. And so it's one of those hard things where we have to sort of measure, you know, would it actually be fun for people to see this or would it just sort of cause us community? Honestly, headaches? I can't think of a better way to get nothing done well, than to do open development. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. It's this idea of having a flower garden, right? Well, so, it makes it seem like you're getting things done. Yeah. It's it's mistaking activity for progress. Because well, right? you have to make you make a blog post about oh here's the new system we put in the game. But the thing is, now you've just done about maybe like six hours of extra work about this, and maybe in two weeks you're going to rip it out. Yeah, 
Shit, or, or if you're you know? if you're streaming development on Twitch, which is a pretty popular thing to do. Now. Really hard to do. I don't know if anybody's actually tried it who's listening, but it is exhausting. Absolutely yeah. exhausting. And you're gonna get half as much stuff done. Not mm-hmm. even that much. There's no not way. even because mm-hmm. yeah. So there's that there's that uh, was the rule. It's like for every every interruption, it takes you about yeah. 15 to 20 minutes to kind of get back to the. Meet. Basically, to get in there, yeah, right. It takes yeah. about as we all know, it takes about fifteen twenty minutes to get in there. To just get in there, mm-hmm. even once you've decided to, it's kind of like if if you were to jump into a pool after you decided to get in there, and then it just took fifteen minutes of very very slow air travel. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it's like to <laughs> yeah. get back in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's more like you know, you jump in that pool, you're going to be cold for the first ten minutes. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. fair. That, that yeah. might be a better metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Slow motion cannonball sounds awesome. But after a while, <laughs> after a while, you you know, it's good now. I and just like the picture of you leaping and then just, you just float. You're just not getting you're in just there. just very mm-hmm. slowly. You're trying travel. to get in And then, story. like right before your toe touches the water, somebody grabs you and they pull you back on. They're like, hey, real quick, can I ask you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I ask you something? So I think it's also the reason why we shy away from, from open dev. Uh, is because it's actually, it's a lot more work. Again, it's very costly. Flower garden problem. So you want to do this in dev. It sounds really cool. sounds neat to have the community involved. But now you have to manage that community. Uh, you have to have a place for them to talk about stuff or just let people make comments on your videos or your, uh, your blog, whatever else. You have to write blog posts or make videos and all this stuff. And it can be very useful if you're, I mean, if you really just want to connect to your user base, and that's a, it's a fun thing to do. But, uh, but it's, not, it's not without its own... Well, but also most of the stuff that you're making, especially at the very beginning, is is bad. It's ugly. It's a prototype, right? Yeah. Uh, and that means that your your the people who are watching you do this have to be able to enjoy that for some reason. Which means either they have to be fellow developers uh, or players who just really do this kind of thing. But most importantly, it means that you have to make fucking stellar prototypes and be very engaging to interact with, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise, who the fuck is going to want to watch that? And, and, you, and you'll see a lot of streams of uh, people doing open dev where they're basically, again, because this is just how development works. At the beginning, it's ugly. So they're just silently making ugly stuff. Yeah. And that is not Super. valuable to anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not good for you. It's not useful to, your, to the people watching. Um, but as development goes on, you start actually having a product that has features you want to demo to people or whatever. I think, I think there is potentially some value in, in doing a more interactive model for Later on, for sh- later on, for sure. showing stuff to mm-hmm. be like, so so you know, we just put together uh, an MP4 and threw it up on Twitter and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's kind of an encapsulation of what we've been up to." And instead of doing that, we could have said, "All right, we're going to put on an event where we're going to go onto Twitch or Google or whatever, and uh, and we're going to show, you know, like we're, we're going to be there with our faces. Mm-hmm. We're going to show what we're doing and let you guys throw some feedback our way, right?" Uh, we could go either way. I think I think there are some so there's things to be said for both of those, especially if you want to get sort of alpha type feedback without mm-hmm. necessarily doing and you know deploying an alpha because deploying an alpha is way more expensive than putting up a Twitch stream. Yeah, and for a couple hours. For a couple hours and talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's there's some room for it, but I think the that that model of just of just, literally openly developing where you just show everything you're doing, uh, I just don't think is I don't think is wise <laughs> from beginning thinking, but I also don't think it has a lot of value. Well, I, th- I think it also, knowing that you are constantly being broadcast, I think discourages you from being willing to make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. You know? But it also makes it really hard it to suppresses, do- It suppresses ideas. Yeah. And it makes it hard to do things that are secret. Yeah. So, yeah. so we have, because we have all this web integration stuff, then we have to make sure that it's not super trivial for people to, to hack things. Um, people will, of course, always figure it out eventually. Um, but we also want to just minimize how bad of an impact they can have. And so that means that some things that we put in the code- 
have to be secret to some extent or obfuscated or something. And if we're sitting here just with a video stream, just showing people exactly how mm-hmm. we did it, that's, that's gonna, a problem. Yeah, that's going to make it so that the people who don't let us have nice things get to just watch that and mm-hmm. say, okay, cool. Oh, that's I see how, how you that. did that. So now <laughs> I just have a direct one-to-one you know, relationship yeah. between that game and hacking it instead of having to do all the hard work of figuring it out. Yeah, it's actually, I think it's just kind of a funny thing that I've realized as we've gone down, down our own path in game dev is that I used to think that a lot of the secrecy in game dev was because people had secrets. Right. And I realize now it's just because there's a whole bunch of extra work that goes along with telling people what you're doing and that's not work that's on the games. Yeah. And, and there, there are some secrets, but it's, yeah. Yeah, but it's mostly that it's just incompatible with getting something done. Yeah. Agreed. Our next question comes from Angry Muffin. We got another scuffle. We got, we got a, a couple of scuffle buddies questions. This week. Are these old? Or are these? No, well, sometimes. But well, I think it's hard sometimes to know. Sometimes. Are there old. even dates on there? Nope. Uh, I, d- I think, so. no, yeah, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. We didn't have that, f- that feature wasn't, uh, uh-huh. I did the- not include that, <laughs> <laughs> not include that nope. feature. Yeah. We're going to probably talk to the developer of the, uh, yep, yep. podcast page. I would definitely see- love some feedback. No, I wouldn't. No, you, no, <laughs> uh, Angry Muffin says, Scuffle Buddies has creature capturing slash taming in an overworld. Then the buddies are used in glorious battle. This sounds a bit like Pokemon, mm. but the method of capture set a trap then reel in a tether sounds a lot like the birding game. Ooh. Right track? Mm-hmm. So this is definitely an older question. It is. And it also demonstrates the problem exactly with what we're talking model. about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's, we could just talk about it because, yeah. you know, it's 2018. All right. So where we landed with Scuffle Buddies is, let's see, there's an overworld mm-hmm. that is has actually a, a fair bit of crafting involved yes. to navigate your way through the world and you build lots of stuff and whatever. Yeah. So we're kind of pulling from our experience with Crashlands to make that part of the game interesting and compelling. Um, plus we have a new, very deep interaction system in the game where you can use, you can try to at least yeah. use anything on anything. So if you've got a machete, you're like, what if I use this machete on this NPC? What happens, right? Uh, he, he dies. Maybe nothing. <laughs> maybe he dies. Maybe he gets mad, you know, whatever. Um, Probably nothing, mm-hmm. probably because we don't want to encourage no. just straight murder. up murder. Um, That's a quick save moment, you know. Yeah, fall quick out. save, yeah. use that machete. <laughs> um, so we have that system, and then we have the trapping system, which used to have a tether. And this kind of comes back to like we were just talking about of how things are changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So the way the trapping game originally worked was you you put a trap down and you put some bait on the trap, mm-hmm. and depending on the bait and depending on sort of where you were. And then also depending on your sneakiness level, because mm-hmm. you'd have to like put the trap down and then go hide behind different things. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so you go hide behind stuff and then you have a little sneakiness meter. Uh, and then depending on the combination of all those variables, a group of buddies would emerge from behind stuff. Behind stuff from under a rock. Because they're also sneaky. Out of a yeah. shrub. Like this is all stuff that's it's in there. It's in the game. Like we've made all this stuff yeah. already. Um so they come out and then they would creep toward the they would creep toward the trap, and then you would hit a button to trigger the trap to tether one of the buddies, and it would grab I think the, just the closest one or yeah. something, and then it starts this kind of action game where the trap has like a directionality to it, and the buddy's trying to run it away. Basically, is the burden game? Yeah, and you yeah. gotta like you gotta like rope them in, and then when they get onto the trap, then you catch them, and you, and it's good. It's very intense. Very intense, and we removed it completely. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we removed it because everything else in the game is real. It's methodical. Right. So the battles are these sort of team-based, turn-based, almost like capture the flag Mm -hmm. kinds of 
battles. Yeah, for so those of you who played Snuppies, which was the jam game that sort of birthed Scuffle Buddies, it's very similar to that general idea. And those yeah. who want to play it, it is playable. Mm-hmm. It's on itch.io. It's on, yeah, it's on itch page. No, There yeah. we go. Um, so the, so the battle is this turn-based strategic thing where you bring a set of sort of like cards to the battle and you bring buddies and spells and stuff like that. And you try to capture the flag. And when you're out in the overworld, you're doing a lot of more deliberate things where you're crafting and, you know, exploring Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then there's this moment where all of a sudden you got to put like both hands on the device and you're just like, (laughs) like, (laughs) it just didn't fit. It was so, fun. It was fun by itself, which is an interesting point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's why can, we wanted it in there. You can have elements of a game that are actually really fun by themselves, but don't work in concert with the whole rest of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It so was, we, we were kind of bummed to take it out, but it, it had to be. It done. had to. It had, it had to be to done. Die. So, so what we replaced it with was basically uh, a new version of, and again, this may not even none of maybe none of this will be in the final game. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so we replaced it with a sort of a version of the turn-based strategy game that you experience during the battle where now instead of playing capture the flag you've you've got your trap with your bait and you're there by the trap and then the buddies turn by turn creep their way toward the trap and try to get the bait and then you bring a bunch of items that you've crafted mm-hmm. and you deploy those to try catch to, to try to want. catch the right buddy and scare away the other buddies and keep them from stealing the bait and also so it becomes a strategy game so uh so you were on the right track but not, not anymore, anymore because everything <laughs> everything changed. But this and that does, might not be what it is. Yeah, this does reveal sort of a hidden uh, positive thing about open development, which is, especially for us, because we change everything that we're doing constantly, mm-hmm. uh, it'll make it, it's basically obfuscation of what we're actually, of what the product will actually be. That's true, because even we don't know. Because even we don't know, but we're, but we're, <laughs> we're throwing out chaff, right? So, so then if people are coming in well, because they want to, because they want to steal what we're doing. But it's not quite obfuscation, it's misdirection, which I don't think is good. Those are sort of the same thing. Because, I don't know, because like in a marketing sense, if I'm like, oh, I really want that new product that the Bscotch team's putting together, and then it turns out to be not that that seems very bad. Or even worse, if somebody says, wow, that new thing the Beescotch crew is putting together it looks, it looks like, like shit. <laughs> like, that was terrible, last week. It looks good now. It looks, it's good now, but yeah. they've already But that is assuming off. that any of the people who will eventually buy it even saw that in the first place, which is very... Let's be real, no one's paying attention. Very not likely. Yeah, so again, but some, people, some people who may be paying attention are people who want to, you know, get there first, mm-hmm. you know? So if, so if we're putting together some unique combination of ideas and then just showing the world exactly how we're implementing them, then, you know, in principle, somebody could come along and be like, I'm just going to take all this mm-hmm. and then go try to, you know, get it out. So I will say the nice thing about making games that are more complicated than the ones we used to make, because we used to make a lot of arcade games, is that no one can People are too shit for that. Anymore, yeah. Which is awesome. That's true. So if you can make, if we can make a game in eight hours, somebody can clone it in eight hours. Yeah. But if we can make, if it takes us three years of iteration to make it, mm-hmm. no one's cloning that. Yeah. No Battle Royale, perfect example is you can just put that in an ice fishing game. Easy Apparently, peasy. yeah. Who cares? Everybody can clone it. Which is weird. I mean, it is a pretty elaborate game, but not really. it's an extension of... But the, the core concept that makes it enticing is not. Yeah. Right. Which is throwing 100 people and having them kill yep. each other. Yep. All right. Uh, next question comes from My Secret Weapon. When are we going to see... When are we going to get our see-through dang tank on the merch shop? I'm finding, oh, it, yeah. finding it very hard to keep track of my dangs lately. Mm. When, when is that happening? I don't know. So we talked about... How your coffee cup is basically a metaphorical representation 
of how many dangs you have left. Mine is empty right now. When, you're, yeah. when your coffee is out, you can no longer give a dang. Oh, that's not quite true because you're actually transferring from from the coffee's dang tank into your own dang tank. And so there's actually a lag. It's dang that's fuel. That's it's dang is. fuel, yeah. But mm-hmm. dang tank is in your... It's in, but because you. it's in you now. But because it's caffeine-based and caffeine just steals from your future. Mm-hmm. That what coffee actually does is it's it's representing the number of dangs you're taking from your future and giving to your present. So when that thing is empty, that is now you have just recently maximally stolen so your future. You're at max dang. You're actually. at max dang right now. Yeah, the moment your coffee cup is empty, if you drink it fast, otherwise you're kind of like holding at a steady state dang mm-hmm. tank level. You know. So what you're saying is a coffee cup is a portal to the future of dangs where you can siphon your dangs from. Yep. You can re- just reach through the portal. Into the future, yeah. take the dangs mm-hmm. from future you. Have you. Them now. you have them now, and future you is just shit out of luck. And yeah. then you have this sort of escalating coffee requirement thing because now for future you, well, to, I think to actually, have dangs, all yeah. it does is it just offsets your dangs by one day. That's true. So that's the only so thing the, that coffee so does. So the first time you ever drink coffee, oh, it's yeah, amazing. Is the only time you'll ever get a true benefit from yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because the next time you drink it, you're just mm. once again. Offsetting your debt, which is also why it's so hard to stop drinking coffee. Then. Yeah, because now you're in a dang deficit. You got, yeah, and the problem is quitting something requires dangs. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, so now you're in a dang deficit and you're trying to quit. And you're trying to quit. It's a hard can't situation. do it. Can't do it. So now you just keep on stealing from tomorrow. I guess. Uh, I guess nicotine is probably the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you yeah. do, if you co- if you, if you coffee and nicotine. Then you're in a real a double dang bar. You're in a you're double dang deficit. Mm-hmm. That's a real conundrum mm-hmm. right yeah. there. Right. So yeah, as far as we're going, oh to yeah, merch shop. Yeah, we don't know. I don't have. <laughs> <to>. <laughs> yeah. Next question comes from Kulabula. Hope things are going well with the new setup. My son is excited about Level Head and would like to know if as it will, he should be if it mm-hmm. will be ready for his birthday, which I'm not going to yeah, say when his son's it. birthday is, but it's in the middle of the year. Mm, okay. okay. Roughly. <laughs> or Christmas. And will there be a dinosaur? <laughs> Which is all very good questions. I also yes. want to know, how old is this child and does he listen to the podcast? Because there could be some... He's going to be learning a lot. <laughs> He's going to be learning many things. <laughs> Too, much, <perhaps. laughs> Too much. Also, these are like, these are three quintessential childlike questions. <laughs> That's true. Can I have mm-hmm. it for my birthday or Christmas? And is there going to be a dinosaur? <laughs> Because as a child, <clears throat> those are basically the, the three lenses That's true. through which I view Why the world. Is <laughs> Why is that? You think that it always falls along those Christmas, dimensions. birthday. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs are awesome. Birthdays are the best and Christmas is I think dinosaurs best. are awesome because they're dragons that were real. Yeah. That's true. You know? And they have, you can find their bones. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Like you could, if you finish digging that fucking hole <laughs> there in the back, <laughs> there's probably a dinosaur in, in there. Flower garden. Will there be a dinosaur? Only I can find out. Only Sam knows because he makes the art, and that's what a dinosaur is. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> some of the art. I'm remaking the enemies soon. Maybe one of them will take a lizard-like quality to it. But I think they're going to be kind of robotic. Yeah. Because they're deployed by the Bureau of Shipping. So what about a robot dinosaur? You know, that could work. That's Mecha cooler. Godzilla. The situation. problem with robot dinosaurs is it's weird when they lick their eyelids. <laughs> when they lick their eyes, it's always you really know? uncomfortable. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, why is it doing that? It's a robot. <laughs> Do you think T Rexes licked their own eyeballs? I bet they did, but they probably had lids. Yeah. Do you, no. Well, wait. What? I don't know. Did they have lids? They must have. Had Are they lids. closer to alligators? Because chickens don't lick their own eyes. <laughs> 
right? And a T-Rex is closer to right, a chicken birds, than well, it is to a gecko. Blink. Oh, that's probably true. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, wait. Yeah, because right, yeah. dinosaurs are more like <laughs> birds than they are like lizards. Correct. Even though they look a hell of a lot like a lizard. Yeah. It's like a giant lizard bird But it's mostly because every time they're depicted, you don't see all the feathers that were on them. Right. Because if you saw those, you'd be like, this is definitely just a bird this lizard. This is a huge chicken. I wonder if they, the way they ran was the same way a chicken <laughs> With the head bob, <laughs> they bobbed their head. I wonder or if maybe you, they probably don't even run. They probably just strut around and just mm-hmm. bob their Would head. that be more or less intuitive? So if you saw a velociraptor, right? Like a, a fleet of velocir- uh-huh. flock of velociraptors, uh-huh. right? And they're all walking with that fucking chicken walk. I feel like it's more right. intimidating because it's so, so alien. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the jets when they're doing their little snaps. Yeah, yeah. It's getting ready. If you saw, yeah. if, and I guess here's another question. Yeah, do, do dinosaurs comes in come in flocks because they're all birds? They are. Yeah, they must. Or a gaggle, perhaps a gaggle. Yeah, a gaggle of T Rexes <laughs> <laughs> coming in with their head bobs. I wonder if you picked up a T Rex, if its head would stay in the same spot, like a t- like, like a chicken, like an owl does. or a chicken. Yeah. yeah, probably if you picked up a T Rex, you would stay in the same spot. <laughs> the very head, <laughs> because. Nobody's going in. What are those little guys? A little like what? Compsognathus? You know? Compy? Little compy? compy? Yeah. You can I pick one of those up. Their heads have to bob. They, they would have to. Look at that. It's like, a, it's like a swan that is, I guess, you know, swans are It's a murder too. swan. Yeah. It's a flightless murder swan. There you go. Yeah. That's what a, that's what a compy is. Yeah, so we, we might put some dinosaur-like <laughs> thing in there. Uh, who knows? Who knows what we'll do? Only Sam could know, but he also doesn't. I also just don't. Because he only knows once he has made a thing. I only know once I've gotten in there, yeah. importantly. And I haven't gotten in there yet. You just got to get in there and then you'll know. Sometime this week, we'll be getting in there. We'll <laughs> and then we may or may not have a dinosaur-like robot. As far as timelines for this thing, we're aiming for sort of toward the end of the year. So that's what the goal is. We can't tell you tell anybody what exactly is going to happen because we, we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> we won't know until we get in there. But I could guess. Right. Yeah, we won't know until we get in there. In the launch window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Till, uh, you know, we... Uh, you just can't know. That's the thing. You, you just can't know till you just get in there. You know? And I think yeah. everything's kind of like a cave structure. You just can't know what's in there. Till you get in till there. Till you get in there. Yeah. How are you supposed to know? You just gotta get in there. It's, more like, <laughs> it's more like a jungle because once you get in there, now you just, you can't actually move until you chop down all the shit in your way. Mm-hmm. And then you can move into some new spot. Who knows what's in there? Because you couldn't have known until you, you can't know. There. You just got to get in there. It's really yeah. thick foliage. Yeah. You know, maybe some flightless murder keys in there. Yeah. Probably the problem heads. is when you're, when you're getting in there, you can, you can, it's actually a series of getting in there. So, you know, you just, you get in there once. You can never fully get in there. Yeah. I mean, you, you just keep getting, but you gotta yeah. get in there. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta get gotta. getting. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've hit peak. We're done. We're done peak now. getting in there. Yeah, let's, let's wrap right. it up. Well, we'd like to thank our producer, Fat Bard, for making us sound good. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord and forums running. If you'd like to get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you just got to get in there. Hop mm-hmm. into our Discord. Yeah. <laughs> which is over at discord.gg slash bscotch. Come Actually, in yeah, and say if, hello. If you've been worried about it because you're like, I'm scared of people or, you know, mm-hmm. just... Just I don't know how to interact. There. Just get in there. You just gotta get in there. You'll find out mm-hmm. how hard it is. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but less hard after 15 minutes. After 15 minutes, you're like, okay, this is, I'm not, I am accustomed to the temperature. Actually, the in fact, after you get in there, like getting into a pool, getting out is actually more uncomfortable. That's true. You know? And then you're like, I gotta get back in there. Yeah. Because this sucks out here yep. now. Because <laughs> <laughs> little did you know, it always sucked out there. You just you didn't just, know yet because you, you, you weren't know in it yet because you hadn't gotten in there. Also, if you'd like to adorn uh, your body, I feel like we need now a t-shirt that says get in you there. just got to get in there. <laughs> yeah, we do. Maybe a mug. We, 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 really, we really haven't moved enough mug inventory yet, though. Tell you what, folks, 
listeners, buy out all these mugs that we've got so that we can get some, <laughs> so we can get some dang tank mugs and some, you just got to get in there mugs mm-hmm. or try to forcibly convince everybody, you know, to listen to this podcast so that they do it. Cause really the bigger problem here is not enough people listening to the podcast to buy all this merch that we bought, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. our bad. Problem. Um, yeah, this sort of a it's a there's a combination it's of factors. A, well, it's a chicken or an egg problem. It's, a, it's, it's a, a murder goose or an or egg, an egg problem. Yeah, you know, problem situation. You, gotta, you have the merch to sell it, but you need yeah. people to sell it too. So, so that merch that merch can be found at shop.bscotch.net. Get in there. You just gotta get in there. Get in that merch shop. You gotta buy all the stuff so we can mm-hmm. get some. You just gotta get in there. Merch. We did actually. <laughs> we got in there with regard to international shipping lately. We got in there and it's there now. You can yeah. It is very expensive. It's very it's extreme. So if you're an aristocrat living <laughs> outside of the U.S., you, you just get yourself a mug. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think a mug is the most expensive thing you could buy. It's like $9,000 yeah. for shipping. Mm-hmm. Well, the, but most of it is handling. We just take it. We yep. just get that money. Yeah. And then it's like $8 for shipping. Right. So, yeah. uh, also, if you'd like to send us something, we have a mailbox. So you can send that over to uh, mailbox.bscotch.net. We check it periodically. Well, you can't send it there. You'd have to go there to find the address. No, you, you could just, just you could just send it right there. You could just put that on the fucking just put letter. put that on the letter and the mailman's been, what there the was fuck that, is this? There was that one package we didn't get. Maybe somebody addressed it oh, to mailbox.bscotch.net. And the mail the mail person, the mail carrier didn't look at, didn't then go there yeah. and look it up. Yeah. There's your problem right yep, there. Yep. So, so here's yeah, the what deal. if you wanted to ship something, but you didn't want to publicly show on the box where it was going? <laughs> Because <laughs> then you could put mailbox.bscotch.net on there. Uh-huh. Right. But then it's still publicly visible. I mean, yeah, but it's not going. like it's obfuscated. Yes. But it's no, obfuscated what, from everybody. No, what you do is Okay. What you do is you put you put a, a series of clues <laughs> <laughs> on the box. On the box. So, uh-huh. you, so the first clue is the URL, right? Mm-hmm. And then the mail carrier has to go there, discover the next clue. Mm. And it's a geocaching thing. It's a geocaching thing, but but the trick is you are making them geocache in to the general house. direction <laughs> that you're trying to get the package. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you just say, just drop it. Just put it there. Mm-hmm. And then you got it now. Yeah. Yeah. Got and it. then nobody knows where it's going because it's a Manhattan Project sort of a situation. Each mail carrier only has one clue. Mm-hmm. That's yep. how you do it. There, like but it, there right? is no reason why you couldn't just go to the post office and say, "Hey, I want to send this here. I want you just to put a fucking number on this box mm-hmm. where that number is a thing that you guys, because you know you have you computers know and shit. Yeah. You can just actually just a just a, a barcode. Actually, it is kind of weird you that need. everything is automated through the mail system, and yet we and put we still write stuff on the mm-hmm. box. Because then I could just change my address according to the barcode. Yeah, That'd be nice. Yes, I still get mail for the the previous two people yes, who so lived. Everybody does. Everybody's getting everybody's There's mail. There's somebody who lived here six years ago, and I'm still getting their mail. Mm. That's not good. No, mm. it's some good mail though. I've read all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a felony, just through and through. <laughs> no, I have not. All right, so that's all we got uh, for this week. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.